the comic book pit. Okay. Welcome back to the Comic Book Pit Podcast. This is Comic Book Pit number 342, and I'm your host, Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we've got, let's see, wait, where's it? Oh, we got got Jared. (laughs) Hi. It's like a surprise. Sorry. I'm I'm trying to remember whose order here. Uh, We got Kate. Hi. And we got Link. Hey. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we uh, do a lot of comic book conversation. Uh, we usually split our episodes up into a, uh, uh, we've got a review episode, and then we've got a general conversation episode. If you can hear my voice, then you are listening to a comic review episode. So you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, and we're, we're a couple weeks behind. We, we, we missed... Um, uh, recording here uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's my fault. Stupid pay, pay day job stuff. How dare it? I know, right? Mm. <laughs> it's awful. That's all I have so, to say about that. I know. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I've spoken. This is the way. <laughs> so, um, but we've got uh, we got some we got some books, we got some books to talk about. I think uh, actually, Jared. I think you and I are. Kind of on the same page for a little bit, yeah. Little on, bit. on the kind of the, I, I feel like this is a, a big one. Yes. Would you say? Yes, I would. Would I you? Would say, I, would, <laughs> I yes, would say. I would say. <laughs> it is a big one. It, it well, it's uh, it's it's interesting. So we're, we're talking about Superman heroes. Yes. The uh, the tie-in auxiliary issue where all the other superheroes react to Superman. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a like a one shot coming out. Like, yeah. Yeah, where yeah, he yeah, reveals his secret identity. And I, I was looking at it. Well, here's what, on a personal note. It reminded I have a very large Superman collection going back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, all the other, like, tie-in issues I would buy. And it just reminded me that I still do it. I still buy all the <laughs> stupid tie-in issues that are really just there for cash grab purposes. Yeah. So I guess now you know how I feel about the issue. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had some – I mean, I guess I – enjoyed it but i guess at the end of the issue i i I didn't really see a point to it exactly there was really um maybe you can help me out with this because the whole reason um i even picked up this issue in the first place i I guess i would have but i guess i wasn't made aware of it until that uh issue of superman where he 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 it's that two-page spread of him with all the other dc heroes the justice league and of course there's harley quinn sitting front yes. and center and it said you know there's a like a f- editor's note like see superman heroes for right so i'm reading it and yeah. then i'm, so I'm like, like this book was supposed to tell me while she's in this while she's in the hall yeah. of justice i'm like oh wait that was me like jagging on dan's instagram right. why this book was supposed but I, but i thought there I would thought, still be something I thought someone did say like it, that question would be answered in this book i don't think it was just me being a smart ass in the <laughs> comments well, a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But but she was, she was in it even less, she, right? Yeah. She was she was in. I'm like, getting all there excited a, about this. There was a big group shot, and she's in the background, far like, back. She she wasn't like as prominent, yeah. yeah. And huh. I thought, well, maybe you know. And then they the next page, or was it like a two page spread of like talking heads, like, right? And I thought, well, maybe surely we'll see her saying something. Not a thing. We still don't understand why she's there. Yeah. It's like she was just drawn into that two-page spread in the issue of Superman. And then, like, afterwards, like, yo, you need to draw Harley Quinn. And so I just put her in the background real <laughs> yeah. quick. Like, that was it. So who knows why she's there? I don't know. It's like She has a movie out. That's why she's there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Now, we did find out uh, towards the end of, the, of this this one shot. Now, this is uh, just to give you a little bit of background. This was written by... Uh, Brian Bendis, who's like kind of the architect of the whole Superman universe right now, and yes. you know, and books that kind of filter out from that. 
Um, and there were, they were just like little vignettes, little, uh, two or three page stories. Right. And so that, and one was written by, and you could kind of tell which was written by who there was kind of, but it didn't fraction. Flat out say it did not. You're right. It didn't say like, Oh, page one through four written by Bendis. But, yes. but, but there was a, there was a Jimmy Olsen Superman kind of interaction and we kind of assume that's written by Fraction. Yeah, because it was drawn by, by Steve yeah, Lieber. It was that creative team. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I kind of assume that the the Bruce and Diana thing was written by Rucka. Potentially. I guess. But sure. yeah, like like the, the credits were very vague. Yeah. We saw that Bendis, Fraction, and Rucka were creators, along with artists um, Kevin McGuire, uh, Mike Norton, Steve Perkins... Um, and I'm, oh, uh, Steve Lieber and yeah, I'm, I'm, or, I'm sorry, you've Mike, gone as deep as you Mike, have. Mike Perkins. Well, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I remember Mike Perkins name is because, um, I don't know if you read Captain America when Brubaker was writing it Yeah. and Steve Epting was the main artist. I did. Mike yeah. Perkins was a fill-in artist. Okay. And that makes, that sounds familiar. And his yeah. style was very, was so close to... Steve Epting's that it was it was very flawed like he wasn't aping Steve Epting but their styles were very similar yes. so it was a nice transition for from issue and, to issue and Perkins does the Lois Lane book mm-hmm. so pretty much it was the the creative teams from the Superman titles yeah. Lois Lane and Jimmy yeah. Olsen, which they are kind of like the 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 brain trust of Superman books right now yeah yeah the but committee I didn't recognize Perkins art at first because it was so dramatically different from what I'm used to. The, like the backgrounds and stuff look very referenced. Yes. And and the and it was very very heavy on the inks. Mm-hmm. It was very yeah, dark. It's a fair and assessment. um not in a good way. It just looked very I did um haphazard. Bruce Wayne's kitchen <laughs> was was like so like reference it looked like it was rendered some... with reference. I was like, oh, okay. I, I kinda I, I like felt like I was there. Right. So while I'm kind of like with one hand, like dismissing it as overly referenced on the other mm-hmm. hand, I was like, all right, that's, that's a, a rich man's kitchen. I get yeah. it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But, I was um, in a big house once and I kind of see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I guess we're going to, um, at, at the end of this issue, there was a reference to another one shot called Superman villains. villains. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So this was like, Heroes was supposed to be the the hero's reaction to Superman revealing his identity, mm-hmm. which I feel like we got very little of, except for that like two page spread. Yeah, it wasn't. It was more the decision itself than it being out there. Like what? It, yeah, like the ramifications. Yeah, um, yeah. There wasn't a lot of takeaways from this. The only thing that really stood out was the low key reference to the Kent being alive again, mm-hmm. where, where Batman made the reference that it, you know. Your parents' farmers off the grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a that was a weird bit of dialogue because he said something like, "As long what as they don't talking about again? Yeah, as long as they don't touch anything. as long as they don't touch anything." I'm like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "What are like, we?" It was like a little goofy, like like he was. It was a joke. It was it was a Bendis being funny with Batman yeah. type thing. Yeah, I felt like this was the first time that like the Bendis and his style of writing didn't really match up. It didn't really. It didn't really fall on, on. On he came out the gate swinging hard, but I've noticed a uh, diminishing return. Kind of a drop off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was at, of course, and as a, as a Justice League international nerd, you know, uh, and I, I posted this on our social media when I saw Booster Gold and Blue Beetle standing there together. Mm-hmm. I got like an instant like, just yeah. I was like crazy excited, thinking, oh, we're gonna get maybe some blue and gold action you know maybe like a little bit of riffing back and forth because there's a that's kind of like like they're the martin and lewis of yeah you know if anyone listening gets that reference yeah (laughs) 70 year old listener right right. (laughs) that one was for you old old saul saul rosenblum who gets that one um who's our our oldest listener at 85 um is that a real person i don't know i'm sure there is a person saul Saul rosenblum out there um and maybe he does like comics who knows but um and with a name like that, most likely would be eighty-five. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, but but we got nothing. We got no, like, no. 
Yeah, that's why. That's why it just reminded me of the other, like, just cash grab one shots that are in my long boxes. I was like, got me again. <laughs> I'll get the villains because maybe the villains sounds like that would be interesting. Yeah, that one actually yeah. might be a little more meat on the bones there. Yeah, I'm kind of and because it sounds like Lex Luthor is going to play a more prominent role because the the discussion that Superman and Lois had at the end, which I really didn't follow, what they were ta- what they were ta- oh, referencing. Yeah, 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 that was like the the loose tie into something that was going. Yeah, yeah. So, but it sounds like. It's going to be kind of very like Lex Luthor centric for the well, that Superman issue, I think was it villains eighteen or nineteen where at the end and they're like why didn't you know this and he's just mm. like <laughs> jerking someone off no um, <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that part <laughs> yeah you got to read between the lines yeah. Dan that's what, that's what Luthor does when it's, he's it's between the it's between the Luthor's panels Luthor's angry he uh, digitally manipulates people. Um, <laughs> No, no, it looked like it was much... Yes, I agree. A little more focused on Lex Luthor and mm-hmm. why he didn't know that his arch nemesis, you know, who yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> there were, you know, and to be fair, there I felt like there were some bright spots to this issue. Um, it I thought, wasn't garbage. No, no I it wasn't. I, I, I th- And I thought a lot of the art held up. Mm-hmm. I, I really... I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin McGuire. So anytime I get to see him doing, uh, you know, uh, current work, I'm excited excited to see his work i'm excited that he is still you know relevant in the industry um the uh there was the side that little uh three or four page story of superman uh visiting his uh high school teacher his old high school teacher yeah. i thought that was pretty it's cute that was pretty cool um yeah so overall i mean it wasn't like yeah like you said it, it wasn't garbage but it i felt like it still left us with more questions than answers yeah it, so it, it was I cash grab one shot. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we'll pony up for the next cash grab one shot. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Not learn our lessons. Yep. <laughs> um, you had another book to talk about, right? I did. And I actually have a comment on the last episode you had with John Angle. Okay. About uh, artist Scott Hepburn's credits. And Dan, you are correct. Scott oh. Hepburn is the artist on Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. Uh, issue number two of which I read this week and I highly enjoyed because of the artwork of artist Scott Hepburn, who okay. I'm led to believe will be a guest at this year's Three Rivers Convention at the David R. Lawrence Convention Center in downtown Pittsburgh, May 30th and 31st. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the way that, that just rolled off your tongue. But you are correct in all of that, yes. What I like the most about, I mean, the story, the, the writing is whatever. The story is just like go, Cosmic Ghost Rider with some kid mm-hmm. uh, from just... avengers arena oh is it yeah it's no, it's it's one of dennis hopeless's older original characters cammy? He made. yep cammy okay. oh okay i, I vaguely remember yeah. yeah yeah she was like one of the new people that he was like here's you know you're on murder mm-hmm. island with, <laughs> all, <laughs> the, with all the other young teens i read the first issue i haven't read the second okay. issue yet well I, I, i'm not really here to comment on the story it's mm. the art i'm commenting on and specifically the, the character design is out of this world like i it's like all space aliens so like there's like one human looking person that's that candy mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider when he's not ghost rided out. And uh for the most of the part of the book he is in the ghost rider form. Mm-hmm. And then all the space aliens. And then there's a big bag in big bad in the book who just was the one where it stopped me in my tracks and I like just stared at it because it was such a beautiful character design. Oh, okay. And he's got like a little bit of that cartoony look, which is a, which I love in <laughs> comics. It's got that little bounce to it. And just, <coughs> so I particularly enjoyed it for the artwork and the, the different character designs of okay. all the alien characters. And, and just what's the like overall, because I, I, I haven't followed this yeah. series. I, I, I think so I, Frank I, comes along Cammy and is trying to keep Cammy from going down a bad path. Okay. It, it's, I mean, it's, Pretty pretty basic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not setting the world on fire, but yeah, I, yeah. He's, think he's cosmic ghost writing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I only read like the the first like the original cosmic ghost writer miniseries. That and didn't realize there was skip, a follow up. Yeah. Skip the um, the stories of the Marvel universe. Yeah, that was not great. It's that, fine. Yeah, I, I, I got laughs out of it. it. Yeah. You get laughs. Go yeah. go digging through like dollar. You know, boxes. Mm-hmm. Get it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, spend five dollars on yeah. it. Don't spend like yeah 
25 dollars right. on it like mm-hmm. i did yeah definitely <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah um but the new one get that one mm-hmm. like, like i don't know that, that that one's worth it so i was thinking like marvel books the only two marvel books i buy are spider gwen and like cosmic ghost writer books that's where I'm at now with uh, the House uh, of Ideas. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up real That's quick. Where a lot of um, my stuff is, because you, uh, the last time you were on the show, you mentioned that uh, Ghost Spider, right? Yeah, yep. Ghost, Spider. Ghost Spider is sure. one of your. I'm always gonna call it Spider Gwen. Yeah, just, um, I don't care. yeah, Ghost Spider, Name it Spider what you Gwen. Want Marvel. I'm yeah. calling it Spider Gwen. Um, <laughs> because that was, you know, one of your few books. I thought, you know what? I'm if if he's reading that, it must be pretty good. I'm gonna try it out, and um, I think I found the first issue on Comicology, like cheap mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah i, I thought it was like really it. good i think i'm gonna keep keep going with it so um i thank you for that oh. that unknowing you know recommendation i'm glad you enjoy it that was really it was good yeah. I, I i did enjoy uh ghost spider I, you know and having not read spider gwen f- for probably two or three years i mean I, I think i read her first solo series when it first mm-hmm. came out and then they like they rebooted it with like they called they called it, like the radio Series. They called it like the radioactive they, Spider Gwen or something. They play with that. Yeah, they play with the a little bit. There was a little bit. Um, it didn't yeah. really stick. It, it, a lot of stuff swapped around when like Spider Verse happened. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It was there was the first one, which was like ten or twelve issues. Yeah. And then they rebooted it, and that one ran for a little like the twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third one, like Spider Gwen, the Ghost Spider, because they really are trying to push this. Yeah. We'll call well, her Ghost Spider because Gwen. when she's in like, like. I guess because when she's not on her Earth, she can't be called Spider Woman. So they, they came up with Ghost there's, Spider. There's a, there's, yeah, it's a branding thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the toy the toy lines um, for yeah, there um, we go. What is it called? That uh, so the the cartoon series. Do, do you know what I'm talking about, Kate? The Rising or whatever. Yeah, Rising. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, with the, do- <laughs> the dolls and all that stuff that we see in so, Target. Oh. For the purpose of the tchotchkes, yeah. she's Ghost Spider. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and so there's like our fourth series, but well, anyways, it, it was I, f- I found that it was it was very easy to uh, to pick up after having not read it for a couple of years. I don't feel like I yes. missed a step or felt lost or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very the first issue was very uh, reader friendly. Yes, it was. So yes. I would I would echo your uh, you know enthusiasm of uh, of that book, and uh, if you're looking for a good you know book like you know that is like Spider Man adjacent. But without yeah. like having yeah. like the the heavy continuity or whatever of of Spider Man, this, yeah. this is a good. It, it, all the pieces are on the board and all in play, and they do it all definitely within you know the context of the issues. Mm-hmm. You see the interpersonal dynamics, the the dynamics with the bad guys, you know the mm-hmm. threats and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. yeah, very well done. I like it a lot. I, I and I, I still love that they have the the, the band, the the Mary Janes. Yes. Yep. I, I still love that. That's a great. Mm-hmm. That's a little, very crucial part of. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of the whole thing is mm-hmm. the the the, uh, the drama of keeping that band going. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what about you guys? You got what? Have you guys been reading? Who's up next? Do you Do you want to take it? You can go. Okay. Well, I mean, we both it's read, basically the same thing. Yeah. We, we, we no both. Yeah. Yeah. We both <laughs> read. Um, to to throw it back, I guess, to Harley Quinn. Um, we read that Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Um, uh, Black Label book by Jimmy Palmiotti and uh, Amanda Connor on art. Um, and, and Paul she, Mounts. Oh, okay. That's color. Yeah. Um, no love I for think, the letterer? <laughs> yeah, who's the letterer? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Amanda Connor. The le- really? She was like listed as doing like everything except oh. for the like, coloring. coloring. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think that's... I, I'm not sure if that's their usual color or not for, for Amanda Connor's art. Um because it looked like a little different than I'm used to seeing, but who knows? Did it remind you at all of the Flintstones book? I, I read like one issue of the I Flintstones book. That was book, like so. the other thing that came up gotcha. for him when I looked. Okay, back. so they all work together normally, yep. anyways. It's like a <laughs> like a Justin Gray kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was really good. Uh, it 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 pretty much I guess I stopped reading the Harley Quinn book for a little bit. I'm not stopped stopped reading it, but I fell behind on it. Um, what they were doing it and I guess it picks right up where where they left off before the new volume started so oh, okay. it's sort of like if you enjoyed her solo run when the new 52 started um, it's more of that except it's black label so there's swearing and violence 
Oh, okay. Which I mean, it's it's good. Like it's not. It, but not not. A, I thumb through it, so I, yeah. I don't read the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Amanda Connor art. Yeah. I never. I I maybe have like one book she's drawn. You know, for someone whose art I like, I've, it, our, <laughs> our paths have never crossed. Sure. Yeah. I've thumbed through her stuff like at the, on, at the stores for years now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember for the one thing that sticks out in my mind is there was like a Green Arrow. Book oh, like maybe yeah. fifteen plus years ago. Yeah, no, it was the, like, the black. Yeah, yep, yep, that was yep. that was the, the. I soft stole the, the shit out of the, that book. Um, <laughs> the the that, that was like their wedding issue or something. Yeah. She stabs him in the neck. At yeah, the that was yeah. really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't buy it though. I just looked at the art, the pictures <laughs> on the shelf, and it was the same thing with this. Was like I was tempted to buy it, mm-hmm. and I'm thumbing through it, and it just wasn't for. Uh, here's one thing: the format didn't feel right. It felt yeah. too thin to be an oversized like. That's square fair. I noticed book. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at in that six dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like one thing. Where I was like, man, I'm gonna do this because I like the I like the size. I like that format. Yeah. But it just didn't it did feel seem weird for that. Right. And then like thumbing through, I'm like, I don't know enough that's going on, and I don't think it's gonna be enough eye candy. Because it's kind of talking heads. There's a yeah, which is a weird. It's talking heads on a lot of like yeah humor, which is fine, but um, I don't know what what's going on, and I the, the violence wasn't over the top. There mm-hmm. was no like, uh, it didn't really lean into the black label. Yeah, that's fair. I think black label. I'm thinking like graphic violence, swing. Well, I mean, dicks, I, guess, all that I mean, shit. It, it is. There was some uh, violent fight scene stuff that you know, equivalent of like a rated R film. But it's the Amanda Connor style is more cartoonish. Yeah, so. and, and mm-hmm. for people with that style, leaning into like to splatterpunk type yeah. stuff, sometimes it doesn't hit the mark. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I ultimately did not buy it. I, gotcha. I just threw yeah, yeah. it on the shelf about three or four mm-hmm. times, and I was like. I didn't, I didn't actually read it though, because it's, it's a wordy book too. It, there's yeah. A, yeah. Um, but, um, so, but thank you, wanna, you for, yeah. for for doing that and letting me know, you know yeah. what I missed. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I don't know if, if Kate has any more thoughts beyond what I said. I mean, it it was definitely nice to read it and not have it deviate too far from where we stopped reading Harley Quinn. Yeah. It, it, it was, was surprising. Like nothing, like nothing changed. Nothing happened in the past like two years. Yeah. That we, Except yeah. they just got um, more more swears and more yeah. violence. Yeah, more swears, more yeah. violence. Um, I don't know. It's just it definitely was a greatest hits book kind of feel. That's that's fair. Yeah, and I mean a majority of it seemed to pick up from um, Coney Island and not really feature the Birds of Prey yet. So the second issue might be like really cool DC stuff, but it was mostly like everything that they were doing in her like a, yeah. a little side universe now uh, being a, a black label i mean black label's not meant to be ongoing right so is it going to be is it supposed to be I think limited it's, or I think is it it's a three issue thing okay like a little little short like maybe they wanted to i'm I, since i didn't finish the initial run that they did maybe it's like an end cap that he wanted to do before okay. it got canceled mm, or sense. whatever that, okay, or before I see, they yeah. switched up the creative teams right um or maybe because um black label didn't exist when they were writing it they're like hold up we have this <laughs> opportunity to to tap into like um the pro era right <laughs> and to some I forgot like about raunchy that. Yeah. raunchy humor kind of stuff so mm-hmm. okay i mean she talked about beating those people up with dildos so yeah oh, yeah there's a lot that of that was great yeah there's a lot of and a lot of talk about dicks. A lot of talk about dicks. <laughs> dildos. Yeah, there were those um, show maybe dicks. Maybe there had been some dicks. I would, you had to read those I talking heads. Yeah. yeah. You got you to read um, Batman Damn to get dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a cameo by Power Girl. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, a little yep. tiny cameo. So, so kind of like waste no chance. So, so this is more of a, this is a, not a almost like not a, a Harley Quinn greatest hits, but a uh, Connor and it, it really Palmiotti is. Yeah, it's greatest yeah. hits. Connor Palmiotti greatest hits. Yeah. Yes. Where they're they're allowed to you know, do like R-rated DC stuff. And and just bring in like every character they've ever worked on. Yeah. Here, here comes Jonah Hex. And <laughs> yeah, I, I would not be surprised if Jonah Hex shows up. If only. That would be pretty, that would be cr- crazy but cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, well, I, I guess well, we're real DC heavy this week. Um, so I, I picked up uh, Justice League number 40, which is a new, uh, kind of like a new parrot, like a, new direction or like a paradigm shift for the for the book it's got a new creative team uh robert venditti is writing and uh doug monkey is uh on art and there's a i don't think it's his typical it's a different anchor uh than i think usually works on um let me find it um 
his last name is Friend. Uh, I think it's either Robert or Richard. I'm sorry, Richard Friend is the inker. Uh, David Barron, colorist. Um, and this is... um. Again, no love for the letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in it for the pictures. Um, Tom Napoletano. There you go. I got your back, man. Okay. It's the <laughs> fastest gun in the West over there with Google. <laughs> Jared, friend of all letterers. Um, oh, and, and, and not to, uh, to uh, you know, shortchange uh, the cover artist, uh, Brian Hitch, gives us a pretty, uh, pretty exciting cover. The uh, Justice League, uh, you know, surrounded. They're in a big fight. Um, this is... Um, you know, in, in this day and age, it's like we're we're so used to, you know, a book gets a new creative team and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, number one, we get, you know, we give it a number one. <laughs> That's super, yeah. This is actually like they're continuing their numbering. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not used to this. Uh, it's a brand new creative team, new direction. They, um, I guess, they have kind of, sort of wrapped up Scott Snyder's run, um, but I think there's a little bit of of uh, overlap, but it doesn't. Um, it doesn't make it confusing for a new reader because mm-hmm. I I haven't read Justice League since like this incarnation of it. I actually did read like the first five or, <clears throat> five or six issues of the run, the the Scott Snyder run, and it was very confusing. That's what I've heard from everybody. It's yeah, it's not very, and it's not like confusing and like. Oh, you're just you know it's it's too heady or it's too like it's, Grant, yeah it's not Grant Morris yeah he's not Grant Morris <laughs> it just it just didn't make any sense I think they were trying too hard he was trying too hard to make it like relate to all the stuff that he did with metal and just fold everything into mm-hmm. one story and make everything relate to that and it just wasn't working out at least for me um, but you know I guess they they he wrapped up what he needed to wrap up with you know the story he was telling with justice league. And, uh, so he passed it on to, you know, it got passed on to Robert Venditti, who's a accomplished writer mm-hmm. and, you know, and, uh, and, uh, Doug Monkey, you know, veteran artist. So I'm like, you know, they're, they're saying this is a good place to, you know, for, for people to, to pick it up. And, um, and so I did, and it's not bad. It's, it's, uh, it is kind of, um, you know, there, there, there are some, some things that you don't know, like going in, like apparently, uh, John Stewart's the leader of the team. Okay. Which I don't know that there's ever been a Green Lantern who's led the Justice League before. So I think that's kind of new yeah, and kind of cool. New. And you can tell that there's a little bit of friction between him and Batman. Sure. Like yeah. Batman is automatically, like, because he's Batman, he just snaps out orders. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one, one, pa- like one panel, like, midway through where, you know, Batman starts, you know, handing out orders and John Stewart kind of interrupts him and he's like, no, uh, Superman and Flash, you're staying with me, and we're going to do this, this, and this. And, mm-hmm. and Batman just kind of walks away, and he's like, we have our orders. You know, he's just kind of like, kind of dickish. Yeah. You know, but he's, it's Batman, so what do you expect? Um, so it, Shots fired. Is, is, there, yeah. is there a reason <laughs> Green Lantern's the leader? Well, again, I think I feel like that might have that happened. Might be from Snyder's stuff? Okay. Yeah, I think that this is a that is is a leftover from okay. Snyder. Um, and basically what you have here is just, it, it's... Um, it's a it's a Daxamite invasion story. Mm-hmm. The Daxamites are led by the Eradicator, mm-hmm. um, and because uh, apparently Daxamites are they're Kryptonians with the uh, uh, vulnerability to Kryptonite bred out of them, and so they're like aren't they allergic to lead? I don't know. That didn't come up. What was Monel's? Oh, Achilles heel. Uh, the yeah, well, oh. yeah. I think it was lead because they, they that's what they did in Supergirl. They put it in the not lead something something yeah. they put well, in the air. Well, well, they do have some poison. Oh, him. well, there is something about the our atmosphere in this issue where like because there's a there's a Daxamite who crashes to Earth and that's what starts off everything. Okay, and it's a Daxamite that John Stewart remembers from his time out in space. Mm-hmm. And this is this Daxamite is like a. He's a politician, basically. He, okay. He, he was at one point like a Green Lantern who worked with Jon Stewart, and that's how they knew each other. But now he's a politician who has come to Earth to warn us about this Daxmite invasion with the Eradicator leading the charge. And, um, you know, he immediately like has some sort of like the Daxmite 
equivalent of like an asthma attack or something. Mm -hmm. So they have to take him back to the Hall of Justice and they put him in this container and container like it's Tupperware. They put him in the bring like, out the good rubber made. Yeah, they, <laughs> it, when, when it burps shut, you know, you know he's sealed in. <laughs> um, uh, so, anyways, they they determine that um, they ask Superman, like, you know, what are your weaknesses other than Kryptonite? And he's like, well, magic kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, well, Justice League Dark is not available. They're off doing whatever they're doing, and um, so Batman flies off to London to find uh, Madame Xanadu, mm. and that's kind of where the the issue ends in a kind of a simultaneous way where uh, the Eradicator and, and Daxamites are come. They they show up in their in Metropolis, and Batman is in London. Uh, basically, like being you know ham, uh, you know like all he's all like tied up with these like magic tendrils from like mm. uh, Madame Xanadu, who's mm -hmm. like doesn't trust him or doesn't know what he wants, and so it's um, so that's kind of where it's at, and it's you know uh, you know the story's not it's it's pretty standard, but mm -hmm. it's, it was good. Um, it was interesting enough for me to I guess keep going. Uh, I will say the uh, the one thing is the I, I feel like that the the art was not serviced well by the inker, um, and it almost looked like even though it was the, like the same inker, it, it some places it looked like it was two different styles of inking, um, and some pages it looked very much like what you're used to seeing Doug Monkey being, uh, you know, the inking style, and then in some pages, and for some reason specifically Superman. He gave him like a like a real like a scratchy type of uh, uh, inking style, which didn't really serve the art well. Mm. Um, whereas I think Doug Monkey, because of his big blocky figures, he gets more like a his inking the he's inked more in like a like a solid yes. inking style. You yeah. know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I do. Know what you mean. And there are some pages in here or some panels where it's very uh, just very scratchy and mm. doesn't really serve the art well so hopefully they get that worked out um i'll, I'll probably keep trying I'll, I'll probably keep bringing this up because i feel like justice league is one of those books that for me personally it's always been like the avengers like i feel like i want to read a big team book mm -hmm. you know whether it's the avengers or justice league um you know fortunately justice league really hasn't been hadn't really been speaking to me in a long time so hopefully this is something that will get me back into it mm -hmm. so and for anybody who is missing um, Scott Snyder, I guess he's going to work on Death Metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this would be like the the follow up to to metal, to metal, the, mm -hmm. the big hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, yes. I'll be buying it because I'm a sucker for that. Greg Capullo. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, that, it's that, a team up of you know Scott Snyder yeah. and Greg Capullo that you mm -hmm. can. Yeah, it's hard to pass up. Although. Um, has anyone been reading that? I think it was only three issues, so it might be over already. That um, last night on Earth. Last night on Earth. I did. I flipped through it. I, it I did. Good. I read it. Yeah, yeah. I actually <coughs> read it. Um, started out a little weird, but then got better as it went. I think it's over. It kind of had a weird. It like, was only three issues, right? I, I'm assuming. <laughs> You're yeah, like, I, I only bought three issues. issues. <laughs> yeah, whatever's. Been it out, just ends. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it just kind of ends. Okay. Yeah. I, I only read the first issue and I was just kind of ambivalent about it, so um, I didn't keep going. The first issue is not representative of what it is. Okay. I think I think it's kind of. You're right. Scott Snyder kind of. My beef with Scott Snyder books are he asks big questions but doesn't deliver big answers. Okay. You know, he asks yeah. big questions and just kind of like. That's fair. It's this. It's like. Um, so I think. My takeaway on this book was that the Batman in question was one of the Batman clones. Remember, like in the Batman run with Scott Snyder and all that, he had like that machine that would clone. Oh, clone yeah. Him, and then I like, give him the memories up like age yes. 27. Yeah. It was one of those. Was, Interesting. Like, so the real Bruce Wayne was like long. Oh, the real Bruce Wayne was the bad guy. That's right. Okay. Spoiler alert for everybody. Oh, all right, then. Yeah, oh, okay. The old grizzled beat up Bruce Wayne was the bad guy. And then so the Batman in question. That was, you know, was one of the, the clones mm -hmm. out there. Is that like the Batman who laughs? The Batman in question? The Batman in question. <laughs> the Batman in yeah. And that's, and he insists on being called that. The Batman in question. I'm the Batman in question. <laughs> that's one of the death metal times, the Batman in question. Yeah. And it's not Bruce Wayne as the question. It should be. It's the Riddler oh. as the question. Yeah. As Batman. <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's suffocating under three masks. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps pulling mask yeah. off after mask. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> did you guys have another? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll let you take some. Yes. I have... All the deets pulled up on my and phone. And the letter. And yes, Letters in Design by Krista Meisner. Um, no, uh, it was a couple years ago we played a video game called Read Only, Matter- Read Only Memories. Yep. And now there is a comic book by IDW. Yep. And um, for anyone who is familiar with the video game, this is centering on the character of Lexi. And I'm not exactly sure how many issues it's going to be. I think it's four. Okay. Four or five. Um, but it's written by I'm not Cena gonna Grace. pronounce. Thank you. I'm not gonna pronounce any of these right. Okay. <laughs> Do you know? How I don't to know how to pronounce. I don't know if that's how you pronounce uh, it. Cena Grace and art by Stefano Simeone. Um, there's also a short story by Mary Kenny, and I'm not even going to try to say the artist's name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Uh, the, to to give it a um. A brief explanation of what it's about. So after the at the end of the game, um, one of the, the the endings you can get is you restore, or you give all artificial life um, sentience. Like they're they're no longer you know mm-hmm. they the singularity occurs. They're they're all their own people now, and it's uh, society's sort of getting through that right now. Mm-hmm. Like figuring out where where their place is and where um, AI's place is. Um, and the one big thing that this is about, Lexi is a private detective that's investigating a missing person who was a um uh i I guess the 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 person's robot um their ai companion fell in love with them and then they went missing and so the ai companion's like oh my my the person that i'm in love with is missing help me find them and then it's sort of like navigating this weird like twisty turny Mm. you know it's like a a noir basic noir kind of set up in like a okay cyberpunky not not like crazy cyberpunky mm-hmm. like Blade Runner or anything, but like a sci-fi okay. kind of setting in like mm-hmm. Neo San Francisco. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's really cool. The art's um, really loose. That's the best way I could describe it. Like, that's it's a very, good way to describe it. It it's it's just uh, if you, if you want to pull it up on your phone and show them. Um, but yeah, it's it's just and, and the the color palette's like your typical um, blues and purples and pinks. That you get from that kind of like a mm-hmm. like that kind of like the neon and yeah, the... but yeah, like a lot of, like a... oh okay yeah and some yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean uh, in terms of like people and stuff, it's it's really loose and like interpretive feeling like mm-hmm. it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to uh, it's not what I expected I guess is the best way I can put it I don't dislike it but it was not what I expected um, it worked though it does work really well okay. Um, and I am really happy that Cena Grace got to work on this. Um, he, uh, Re- Read Only Memories was uh, created by a group um, called, uh, uh, I think it was Gamer X, like G-A-Y-M-E-R-X. And it was like an LGBTQ inclusive mm. game that they were making that was like very diver- um, diverse. Um, but Cena Grace was the guy who wrote um, Iceman. Like the oh. solo series, <clears throat> okay, um, and a f- I think a few other things he tried. That to was write. the series that, like, after Iceman yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, after Ice, mm-hmm. Iceman okay. came out, and and I know, I know that the writer was is also gay himself, so it was like a, it, you know, it all kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know uh, he, I think he kind of burned his bridges with Marvel afterwards. Like, oh, okay. I think he there was like after that book got canceled or something. I don't even know if it was supposed to just be six issues or what, but um, he definitely did like an open letter thing that was sort of like Marvel editorial was not oh. keen on doing these kinds of books or supporting gotcha. them. And yeah. So I'm glad that he found something else that, you know, he enjoys doing because mm-hmm. I know that, um, the stuff that I've read from him has been really good, but I guess it's, it was always a struggle for him to do um, diverse type books. Cause they didn't, I don't know if they didn't sell well or if they didn't meet certain Disney right. established status quos or whatever, or who knows. Yeah. But, it, it was nice to see him get on a book that, that uh, embodies his values, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, so when when you guys mentioned that this was a book that you were going to talk about, I I looked it up real quick in that I saw the cover of it, yeah. and I, I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Um, 
and I think we got a review copy of it. Oh, okay. I think because it was from was it from IDW? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Then we most likely got a review copy of it. So I was going to look for it. I didn't get a chance to, but I but I want to. Uh, would you say like do you have to have no. a good knowledge of the game? You can just go into it and read it. Yeah. Or? No, I think you could just go dive right into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two issues. Yeah. Yeah. There's two yeah. issues right now. It just reads like a noir, so it's okay. fine if you don't know the backstory of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okie doke. Cool. Yeah, there's. I think I think the second issue has a few cameos from the game mm. for like a few panels, but it's yeah, th- it doesn't like mean anything yeah. really. That's probably more, that's like like Easter eggs more for like people that have played yeah. it than yeah. for and anything I think else. Th- at the end of each issue, there's a tiny backup comic that's like yeah. two pages long, and that oh, might yeah. have more to do with the game. Yeah, definitely. Like it's you, got an eight bit aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that the short story at the back of the first issue, which I've only read the first issue so far. Definitely, you won't experience the feels that you would have experienced if you had played the game, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't get what's going on. Okay. I really like the color palette of this Yeah. Mm hmm. It's a fun game. I would recommend. And, the, and it's a, the, the game is called the same, the, it's uh, the same mm-hmm. title? Yeah, it's like Read Only Memories 2064, because that's, okay. I guess, the date that it takes place during. Okay. And Link bought many editions of this game. <laughs> yeah, I bought a bunch of different versions of the game, and, so, you know, support indie game developers, because it's, it's like a really small company that threw this together, so I was also impressed that they got a comic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it, but, so j- just... My, out of my own curiosity, it was the same game, but you just kept buying like different Div- uh, collector edition. Okay, like I bought like a digital only version, and then they made a physical collector's edition. Oh, okay, so like, okay, gotcha. Caveman brain was like, get real object, right? <laughs> okay, don't, don't just. I know, I know, you you get digital comics, but you know, for us, <laughs> you still buy the the physical. No, comics. I still like you know. I, <laughs> I mean, so you know, when 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 I buy. Um, my digital comics; those are usually my like my weeklies. Mm-hmm. But um, I still like digging for comics. Yeah, I, I still stuff, like yeah. like I, I'll still look for key issues or if I'm at you know um, my wife and I go to a lot of um, like vintage stores and flea markets and antique malls and stuff. And I, I'll you know I'll find a lot of stuff there that I'll just snag. Just sure, I almost yeah. feel like I, I almost feel like I'm rescuing them. Yes, you know instead <laughs> of like there, a, yeah instead of like a rescue dog, it's like a rescue comic. <laughs> you know. And then sometimes I'll keep them for myself. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll have a separate box where I keep um, stuff that I'll eventually give up for, like, like whenever we do our comic swaps. Yeah. So those are the Fosters. Exactly. <laughs> those are, yeah, those are my Foster comics. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 give them a, I give them a nice warm home for a while, and then I send them off to another family get or them, another Get nerd. them house ready and... Yeah, I, I clean them up. I, them and I put them in a, in a fresh new bag and board. And get this copy of... Uh, Captain America and the Falcon ready to go to its forever home. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, what, what do you think about uh, Bart Sears coming to uh, Three Rivers Comic Con? That's a big oh, That's a big name from our youth. Yeah. <laughs> I had to call. I'll say uh, from, from well, the 80s and 90s, and yeah, even bring, into the 2000s, I think. Bring my uh, Brutes and Babes wizard. To get oh, you still have that? I do still have them. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I... Um, I managed to snag a copy of uh, Justice League Europe number one. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think I have a couple, oh, yeah, so have a couple of those. I'm going to probably get him to sign that. Yeah. What I am excited because now all my books are here. Like the books from. Oh, that's right. You said are, you said you transported the them from, from home. Did. Credit where it's due. My parents transported the nine long boxes. Nice. Down. So uh, what I am most keen to take down and get signed is my uh, electric blue Superman. And get it signed by Ron Friends. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's very and cool. Then, and then I do want to ask him what it was like to get to draw these iconic characters, but not in their iconic costumes. Mm-hmm. Because they give him Spider-Man, alien costume. You get Superman. That's right. Electric blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thor in his armor. He got, he did he did he did the armor. I'm sure yeah, Thor. those are the two that I know. I mean, the, I'm yeah. sure the list runs deep. Yeah. Well, that's funny because um, I have a, and I I may have posted a picture of this. I I found this. Uh, uh, issue of uh, Mar- remember Marvel Age? It was like the Marvel yeah, kind of magazine slash yes. comic, and there was this uh, cover that it was like this. It was all all characters from like the mid to late eighties on the uh, were on this cover. It was like this, and it was done by Ron Friends, and it was this great cover. But it had like it was like 
Captain America as the captain in, in that uniform. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was Spider-Man in the, the black costume. It was bearded, armored Thor. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Iron Man in his red centurion armor. Okay. So it was all these. So he, it's kind of funny what you said because he, he drew all these like iconic characters but not looking like they look. They're, yeah, in their iconic style. Right. So actually, that's a, whoops, that's a good uh, – I, I should probably take that and get him to uh, get Ron to sign that. That would be pretty cool. Um, let's see. I was going to mention uh, real quick. Um, oh, God, it's another DC book. I just realized, <laughs> um, and it's a and it's a Bendis book. Um, I'm still reading um, the the new Legion of Superheroes. I don't okay, know if anyone sure. else is still reading that? I, I'm behind on my Superman stuff, but I do okay. want to read it. Um, I don't really have much to say uh, about it other than um, it's three issues in, and I'm already confused. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I the feel like I won't stick around that long. Well, we'll you see. know, it's just it's it's so, such a big cast of characters. Yes. I, yeah. And I and that's always been one of my big um, knocks against Bendis is when he writes large casts, it just yeah. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna keep going with it just because I feel like they still haven't gotten to the meat of the book like sure. why this book even exists like <laughs> i mean and, and i think it's a running joke but they keep saying that like superboy hasn't completed his orientation video yet mm-hmm. <laughs> and i feel like that's kind of important because i, I feel like that's as, as important for the reader as it is for the character yeah like to understand what in the hell is going on in the 31st century or whatever mm-hmm. you know uh because none of it makes any sense okay to me. yeah it's it's there's too much going on there's too many damn characters running around. They all speak the same because mm-hmm. it's Bendis. Yep. They all have the same voice. Um, the only thing that's still kind of saving it for me is uh, the Ryan Sook art. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, eventually that's not going to be able to, that's not going to save it. Yeah. You know, so um, I just didn't know if anyone was still keeping up with that. I, I, I was just uh, curious about that. Um, uh, you got you the, yeah. The one thing I wanted to, to since we're keeping up with stuff, did you keep up with that GI Joe book? You know what? I didn't until you mentioned it. Okay. And then I, because I remembered that I did talk about the first issue, mm-hmm. and then when you mentioned it, I was like, oh damn! I wanted to go back and because I yeah I've still been downloading all the issues mm-hmm. from IDW, so um, I put uh, issues two through five on my iPad yeah. and read them between last night and today. Yeah. So like the, it, they're yeah they're awesome. It's like really I burned good. through it. I was like, holy shit! It's really good. And it, and that's kind of like I'm not GI Joe's. I mm-hmm. didn't grow up like we had this before. But yeah, I didn't. I grew up with whatever. They were toys. I didn't really like them that much. Yeah. And I bar- I think the cartoon was like I was watching like Ninja Turtles or something, Ghostbusters and stuff instead of mm-hmm. GI Joe. Um. So I really have never had any interest in it. But like just the. The whole style of doing this in this dystopian future, like resistance fighter concept is just, mm-hmm. it's gold. It's such a cool idea. And, yeah. and the a majority of the cast aren't just, so like they're not trained soldiers, they're just people. Right. Is well, what makes it interesting to, for me at least. Yeah, no, you're right. And they're, because they've, they've taken a lot of the characters and um, some of them they've done gender flips. Mm-hmm. Some of them they've done like, yeah, like, um, it's basically it's Flint, but they call him Frontier. Okay. Um, and he was like, he's not a soldier; he's a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, roadblocks in it, but he was a chef. He's yeah. not a soldier, et cetera, et cetera. But then, um, do they have the code names still? They still use the code names hmm. um, because they don't want anyone to be identified. Oh, okay. You know, so, so um, the, I thought the, the the very the last issue, issue number five, was was the most interesting because mm-hmm. it, it, it introduces um, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts, but they are not, um, they're not part of Cobra. In fact, they are actively fighting against Cobra in this whole new world order. Yeah. Yeah. They have like their own like little separate village kind of area. like a, right. It's almost like sons of anarchy. Yeah. Like they're still bikers, <laughs> but what happened was, and, and, and this it is, also kind of reminds you of those junkyard people from walking dead. You yeah, know, that, like the, it's like they have their own weird culture, right? You, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's this group of survivors. So the, and um, 
what happens in this fifth issue is, uh, well, you find this out actually from, from issue number one, but you, this is, this is already in their past, but, um, you know, there's a big war between Cobra and the United and, you know, GI Joe slash United States Cobra won, but one of the big casualties of this war was the, basically like the city of Indianapolis was just destroyed. Um, we're introduced to um, <clears throat> Zartan and the Dreadnoughts, which are basically like this kind of group of bikers that are protecting the last group of survivors of Indianapolis. And there's like what, like they said, like 60 yeah. people or something yeah, that they like were able to, handful. they it's were like, able to like get old, together. Old people, older, like yeah, kids, older older kids, people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and actually Zartan, um, you find out is not, he just happened to be in Indianapolis when this all happened. He was from another country yeah, and he was there for like a trade convention or something. But, um, he just kind of became like a leader by default. Like mm-hmm. he was able to, you know, rally all these people and get them together. And it's, he doesn't look like Zartan. Like he's <laughs> not wearing like a weirdo mask and a weirdo chest plate. Mm-hmm. And the, the dreadnoughts just look like bikers. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, uh, G- um, Stalker and Jinx show up to um, was it like they wanted to assist them or they wanted to evacuate them? I forget to what it was. Evacuate them and I think um, maybe get some recruit more to the cause. I yeah. think that was it, it as well. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly like a rescue mission, I think. Right. Initially. They wanted the you know because I guess they were considered kind of, they're kind of like behind enemy lines mm-hmm. and their um, you know their their supplies are always dwindling and. Um, and like like Link said, there's this like um, uh, like they have their own way of doing things. Whereas like they um, the way they induct people yeah. as a as a dreadnought. Yeah. Um, and they even use like the word like dreadnought is like yeah, it's like a slang term. Of, yeah. I was like, you can do whatever the knock you want. I was like, I don't know what you're right. <laughs> yeah, they were using like knock as a. Every adverb, noun, everything. Yeah. Like yeah. someone who was an outsider wasn't called an outsider. They were called a no-knock. Yes. Yeah. The no-knocks. No-knocks. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was really, um, I thought that was a great twist yeah. on like the typical dreadnought, mm-hmm. you know. And that that issue, I, the, the art in that issue might have thrown me off a little bit near the <laughs> end. Like I, I don't think it hit as hard as it should have. Mm-hmm. But like overall, like it was still like a really like somber issue by the yeah. end of it. You're like, oh damn, okay. Yeah, it didn't end well. The they were um, attacked by a a bat. Yeah, which is the like the cobra, like robots, like mm-hmm. they're androids. Um, that was the only thing that bummed me out was it didn't look like a, a bat like that were like the they like um, they had the the bat figures or the bat design from like mm-hmm. the the old school because that's kind of like a Kind of a classic, yeah. Kind of a classic design. I was like, oh man, the robots just kind of look stupid. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't end well, and their uh, their numbers dwindle even further. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the end, I think they still did. They take them. They still take them back. No. They 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 left them there. They 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 basically said you helped enough. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was kind of like. Yeah, like it was like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Like mission failure. Right. (laughs) Um, Which is different. Like I was also like different from just what you would expect from a a a book in general. I think mm -hmm. like oh the heroes lost. Yeah, like and and that's kind of the like kind of the interesting thing is like everyone in this book is kind of flawed. mm -hmm. Um, even and even the. the guys, the the characters that are loyal to Cobra Commander, um, have their doubts. Like there was that yeah. one issue. Um, the issue right before this one was focused on Major Blood. Yep. And how he is conflicted. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, really good. Yeah, that was that was a that was a pretty good issue. Um, but yeah, it, um, this is it. Really, is a a different type of GI Joe. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it because yeah. it's. It's, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's different enough for someone who like you, that's, mm-hmm. you, you know, you didn't grow up with it, but you can enjoy it. And it's, and it's different enough where someone like me who grew up with GI Joe, it's, it's fun to watch them, um, change things up, mm-hmm. you know, like there's still a lot of, 
familiar faces like there's still Scarlet and you know Stalker and General Hawk and um, a lot of other characters. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, we we haven't seen Snake Eyes yet. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I keep waiting so, for that. Yeah, I keep waiting <laughs> for that too. So I th- I feel like that's gonna be that'll be interesting to see. Like, okay, what are they gonna do with Snake like Eyes? A cool version of that. Yeah. yeah. He'll just still be a robot ninja. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do like the. Uh, I should probably pull it up real quick. Um, I do like the art, but it's um, it it is a little. A Some, little sometimes it's like uh, it's a little too cartoon, not cartoony, but like too flat. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There was a there was a there was the one part where um. Uh, I think it was Zartan was getting beat up by the bat and he was just the art did not reflect what was happening it, it looked like he was getting punched but he was smiling but he's supposed to be grimacing yeah but it was and then I don't know um, was this the person his, the artist's name is Chris um, I guess it's pronounced uh, Evan Hui mm-hmm. E-V-E-N-H-U-I-S um, was he the person that did the Mockingbird that series that didn't last very long, but it was like seven issues or. Oh, um, I think you're right. I think, I think that is the, it's at least a very mockingbird. It's at least a very similar style. Mm -hmm. Um, the writer is, uh, Paul Allure, who I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not familiar with, with, with that person's work, but it's really good. Yeah. I, (laughs) I would recommend this to anyone. If, if you've, if you're a, hardcore you know gi joe fan or if you are just have a passing interest like like link yeah I mean, no you know. it, it, it like as a as an outsider it reminds me a lot of like um uh, on amazon we're, we've been watching like man in the high castle and it's, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of vibe yeah. of like you know resistance fighters behind the lines mm-hmm. taking on essentially nazis right yeah and yeah and this is deep because um like i said like half the characters um <clears throat> are not trained military. They're just, they're just, uh, everyday people that are being trained, you know, not necessarily to be soldiers, but to, um, you know, how to set a bomb, how yeah. to, um, you know, how to, uh, recruit an asset, mm-hmm. how to do, you know, field, you know, how to you know do field first aid, like just, yeah. Or just, yeah. Basic spy stuff, even just be like, Hey, uh, you know, run this diner. Yeah. And just, you mm-hmm. know, yep. keep us in the loop. <laughs> and the other thing I like um, that they are they're breaking the team up into like small units mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty cool yeah so yeah like each issue's done a good job being like like uh, initially you think oh it's this, this new guy that they made this tiger guy or mm-hmm. whatever he's the main character but he's only he's only in like half the issues so far yeah I think so it's nice to see it all split up right he was I, I, I think he was our <clears throat> He was our way in mm-hmm. to the to this world. He was our <clears throat> excuse me our our eyes, um, you know, as a fresh face into this whole um, universe. But um, yeah, it, it's nice that it's not completely focused on yeah. him, you know. So, um, anyone else have anything comic wise? Yeah, no. Everybody looks up from their phone after we're done talking <laughs> about GI Joe. <laughs> You're like, are you, are you nerds done yet? What? <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's about it for this episode of the comic book may, pit. May I just uh, throw oh. a shout out? Oh, just please really do. A little self-plugging with the 7 by 7 That season's still yeah, going strong. Myself, the Duke, Sean are part of it. Uh, Friends of the show, Ian Sharpley from McSauce, Barry Link, Mikey Wood, DJ Kaufman, all doing daily comics, 7x7comics.com. Do it up. Yeah, man. It's good stuff. I'm still following it. Despite the inclusion of... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. I'm I'm really really happy for you guys, like you, for the new additions of, uh, for you and Barry. I think that's awesome. Um. It really is. A, it's like a you know, like a who's who of local Pittsburgh uh, comics talent. So yeah, absolutely. Check out seven by seven comics dot com. You'll chances are you're going to find something there you're going to like. So 
Okay. Anything else? That's it. You guys are good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, this has been episode 342 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I'm Dan, and with me we've got Jared. Bye. Kate. Bye. we got Link. See you, everybody. And again, I'm Dan. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.